here to bring the word of God to us this morning. As you can see, it's a, it's a big shoe that pastor has given me this morning. Praise the Lord. And I want to say thank you to pastor for this privilege. Thank you to the pastorate for considering and believing that this little man can deliver something to God's people. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want us to be very attentive this morning because we, five minutes already gone, we just have barely 20 minutes. I just want to see how we can leverage on this 20 minutes to deliver something out of God's word this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are looking at celebrating the king. This whole season is about Jesus Christ. This whole season is about the celebration of the master, the celebration of Jesus, the Savior. Jesus literally means Yeshua, and it means he shall save. The Greek transliteration of that word, Yeshua, means he shall save. It means the Savior of the world. It means he shall save. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I am convinced that he will save somebody. I'm convinced that whatever issue that is buffeting anyone's life, Jesus will save you from that situation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, I know I've given some scriptures, but sometimes the Holy Ghost can take you away from what you've given. So in case the scriptures are not projected, just open your Bible and be very quick, please. Praise the Lord. Like the first one we're going to read now, the Holy Ghost just told me it's not there. First, Second Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The Bible says in verse 5, the place we were quoting when we were praying, for we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord is whom we preach. And ourselves, your bond servants, for Jesus' sake. For he said, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. It is God that commanded light to shine out of darkness. It is God that commanded light to shine out of darkness. You see, that darkness is there. Doesn't mean there's no presence of light. That the situations are so overwhelming. Doesn't mean there's no way out of it. It doesn't mean there's no success out of it. But it takes a man who can contact a God that can bring that light that is hidden within the darkness. It takes a man to dig deep. Because I'm going to take you in few scriptures. To tell you that for you to gain anything in this kingdom, you must be spiritual. You must be spiritual. There's no escape route. There's no alternative. There's no option. Must. You must be spiritual. Because Jesus was celebrating today. 
everything concerning him was all spiritual. Everything. Nothing was fleshly. Nothing was carnal. Everything was 100% spiritual. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge. That's where the deliverance comes. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In the face of the word of God. In the face of the son of God. In the face of the glory of God. In the face of the presence of God. That's what he's saying. In the face of the very presence of God. That God will command light to shine out of darkness. He will command success to come out of that failure. That's what he's saying. But there is a responsibility that you need to go and search. You need to go and stir up an intimacy. You need to grow a relationship that is not there. Pastor read the scripture. Last Friday as we prayed. And I kept pondering over that scripture. God told Paul that the things he has called him to minister and to be witness to. He said some of them he already know. But for him to get to the other side and fulfill his ministry. He said the other ones are hidden in the realm of the spirit. So if he does not dig deep, he said he can't he can't fulfill his ministry. That's exactly what he was communicating to him. As of Apostle chapter 26 and verse 16, he said, That thing that you are to minister for and to be a witness for, some of them you already know. So if God calls you into a business or ministry or calls you into a marriage, some that will succeed you in that particular adventure, you know. But some has to be revealed if you don't want issue. Some has to be revealed if you don't want that thing to collapse. Meaning, you see, why God hides that part from human is so that you be dependent on him. If he doesn't hide it, you don't need, you don't need dependency. Dependency is anchored, your success rather, or your advancement in that particular adventure is anchored on your dependency and consistent intimacy with God. So that's what the Bible says. That he will give the light of the knowledge. That's revelation. He will give the light of the knowledge. He will give. He will give. It doesn't come from human calculation. It doesn't come from human knowledge. It doesn't come from, from any antecedent of any nature sort. No. It comes from him. He said he will give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So anything that's hidden, I'll show you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. I'll show you that even the wicked king had to look for such in the scripture. Praise the Lord. Look at what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah. In the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. These wise men 
correctly pronounced or correctly put is Maggie. Maggie from the East. It's not clearly established whether they are Jews or not. It's not clearly established. But I read my scripture. In Genesis 25, I saw what happened. You know, Abraham took a wife whose name was called Keturah when Sarah died. And the descendants of Keturah were sent, Bible says, while Abraham was still breathing in verse 5. He said he sent them to the east. So these guys expanded and they, they became astrologers. They became very sophisticated in science. So they were the ones that, that, that the Bible is referring to as wise men from the east. The Bible says, saying, verse 2, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star. God will make men to see your star. God will make men to see your star. You know, you can be so significant intellectually, but if God does not make men to see your worth, that significance will just be nothing. The Bible says, for we have seen his star in the east. These wise men, they observed an unexplained phenomenon in heaven. They've been seeing stars because they are, they are sophisticated in, 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 in science of stars, of, of knowing what is going on within stars. But this time they saw this particular one. It was very phenomenal. It was, it was a phenomenon. They couldn't just go past it. And they said, we've seen a star. We're going somewhere with this. In the east. And I've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. He was troubled and all Jerusalem, not just king alone. He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when, verse 4, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Look at what happened. The king, the wicked king, who does not love God, this king, something, an information he needs for emotion is missing. I want you to catch this. This is a king who is not born again. This is a king that worships idols, that does not recognize God. But there is a missing link. That he needs. That's a missing information. Look at what he did. He gathered the priests. All those that burn incense. In the ark of the covenant. All those that relate with the Lord. In their secret place. He gathered with the political power of a king. He summoned all of them. And the scribes of course who were well educated in scriptures. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. The Bible says. So, they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judah, for thus is written by the prophets, they were referring to Micah chapter 5 verse 2. He said, for thus is written by the prophet. Listen, pastor may be here and prophesy over your life and pray over your life, but there is a personal responsibility to search, to gain solution for every issue in life. That's a personal responsibility. Because the word of God cannot be broken. Have you inquired 
When that child was sick, what was your inquiry? NHS? When that business failed, what was your inquiry? Something has been spoken by the prophet about that, about the restoration from that failure. Did you find out what it is? Look at the king. The king is looking for where Messiah will be born. He's got no clue. But he understands the authenticity of the word of God. He understands the power and authority of this word. And he knows if the word says it, that is how it is. When that temptation began to rise, when that child began to become problematic in the house, what was your inquiry? What did you find out from the word of God? What did the world say about that misbehavior? When that captivity landed in the family, what was your inquiry about a way of escape? What did the God say about liberty from such situations? The Bible says here, and the king inquired, and they said to him in Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah, and not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when they are secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, verse 8, and he sent them to Bethlehem. There was no doubt. There was no unbelief in the king. He didn't say but, um, but, but. That has never happened before. The king took the revelation, the revealed prophetic word of God, the way it is. And I see someone from today, anything that knocks on your door that is not God, you're going to search. Anything that knocks on your health that is not God, you're going to search. What did the Bible say about my health? Did it not say there's a bomb in Gilead, that there's a great physician there? Did it not say, why is it that the daughter of Zion is here to be healed? Did it not say, did he not say that they are wounded? He, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of, 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 of my peace was laid upon him and by his stripes I am healed. Did he not say that? If I'm ignorant about something, I try to read and I don't understand. Did he not say that in Christ is hidden all the treasures of wisdom? And the Bible said that Christ has become my wisdom. Did he not say that? What did the word of God say about that situation? Because if, if, you, if, we're, if we're here to celebrate the king, it means that you would have understanding about who you're celebrating. You must have understanding of who you're celebrating. It's very vital. Very vital. I have a very... Uh, uh, prominent scripture that's in my heart every time and i love that scripture every time and that scripture david says something he said i have been young but now i am old he said listen i've never seen anyone who had heard to the word of god and failed he said i've never seen he said i've never he said i've been young he said i've been observing those who love the lord i've been observing those who walk according to the word of the lord i've never seen one failed Never. Never. 
It has never seen. This is why I tie my life to this world. I tie my life to this world. It delivers anytime, any day, anywhere. Anywhere. It delivers. Praise the Lord. Look at Herod, the wicked king. Herod, the wicked king. The moment they told him that it's in Bethlehem, Jesus will be born, he immediately jumped actions on it. He initiated moves on it immediately. What happens to Christians? When a word of God is declared over your situation, what do you do with it? What do you do with it? What do you do with it? Any word that does not define emotion for you is not, has not yet caught your spirit. Any word that does not because Ezekiel said, I heard the word, I ate it, immediately set me upon my feet. There was emotion to that word because he caught the word of God in his spirit. If you don't attend power tower, try to be here. Pastor shared a very prof- profound word from, Ma- from Psalms 138 this morning about the word of God. If you don't connect to it, it doesn't deliver nothing to you. You need to connect before it delivers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we go to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2. Forgive me if I don't follow the scriptures, but I, don't, I can't even remember what is there. Luke chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Luke chapter 1, sorry. Luke chapter 1, that's, that's, that's where I want us to read. Luke chapter 1. If you look at Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, where we read this morning, Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, the Bible says, now, I want to show you something about how things happen in the realm of the spirit. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, we're going somewhere. Don't forget that six months before, he was in Jerusalem. The same angel called Gabriel was in Jerusalem. And we'll go back to that in a minute. Now, the Bible says, in the sixth month, after six months, he was sent back again. By God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Verse 27. Of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28. And having come in. The angel said to her. Rejoice. Highly. I, I, want, I, I want you to catch something here. God who has prophesied. A birth of a miracle at a certain time. It's now about to bring into physical manifestation that word of prophecy. That word of prophecy has been there in, in David prophesied it, Micah prophesied it, Isaiah prophesied it, even uh, um, the elders of Israel when they met Samuel, when they came to David rather in Hebron, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, they also prophesied it. 
Now look at this. God was about to bless something. I want you to notice this. Mary was there. But there has to be a spiritual being to come. Because this, there has to be a spiritual birthing of a particular prophetic world. So, spirituality has to be enabled first. You didn't get me. Spirituality has to be enabled first. When God wants to birth something that is beyond human capacity, spirituality is a vital ingredient. It's a vital, it's instrumental to, to, to the betting of that spiritual thing. Now the Bible says, God dispatched angel Gabriel. Angel came. Verse 28, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. God is favoring someone in this service today. God is bringing a high favor upon an individual here today. In the name of Jesus. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at, his, at this saying. And considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And I prophesy to you, you have found favor with God. Because you are here this morning, you have found favor with God. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, the angel said, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. God will give someone an idea this morning. God, someone will conceive an idea this morning. And behold, you will conceive in your womb. And bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. Which means savior. He will be great. And he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel. How can this be? Since I know not a man. How can this be? Have you been in that question before? You have a situation. How do I come out of this? You have tried something and failed woefully. How do I get success out of this? You are looking for an idea. How can this thing be? There's a situation you know that if I don't come out of this thing, it might even claim life. How do I come out of this? You got a distress call from home. How do I come out of this? Because the Bible says, He said, we are perplexed, but not destroyed. We are struck down, but not forsaken, the Bible says. If those situation arises, how can I come out of it? Look at what the angel said. And the angel answered and said unto him. And the angel answered and said unto him. Unto her, rather. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. He said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. He said the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest. Have you opened your Bible and it looks more like everything is a story. It's not making sense. What is the solution? The Holy Ghost will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. 
Have you been in a situation before? You don't just know the way out. The Bible says the way out is when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. When the power of the highest overshadows your spirit man. There's some information that begins to come that you cannot have access to ordinarily. Don't forget, when that challenge came in, in Babylon, they began to execute everybody. They, 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 I didn't even know why they came to the guys in exile. I read that Bible. The king didn't say kill those from exile. It was those in his kingdom. But they went to kill, execute Daniel and his, and his mates. He said, uh, said Ariel, why, why is this command so hesitant? To introduce me to the king. He went there. He said, king, if you give me time, that's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. If you give me time, he said, that's it. that is, that is, well, I need to stare the Holy Ghost in my room. The power of the highest needs to overshadow me. Then I will give you the information you're looking for. It's not within my capacity as a man. There are some things you cannot accomplish, brother. Sister, there are some things you cannot accomplish. If the Holy Ghost is not your partner. If the Holy Ghost is not your enabler, there's some things you cannot have access to. There's another scripture I love so much. Joseph said to Pharaoh, it is not in me to give you what you need. He says, it's not within my humanity. No. But he said, that's a God in heaven that will give Pharaoh the answer of peace. That's a God in heaven. Genesis 41 verse 16. He said, that's a God in heaven that will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. It's not within my capacity as a man. There are some things that need to be revealed to you. There are some things you already know. There are some things, there are some revelation you need to get to where God has called you. If you're pursuing divine destiny, then you need God. If you're pursuing your own dream as a man, those that pursue it, they succeed to a certain level, even without God. Yes. Some, some guys like all these guys that succeed in the world, most of them are not born again. But if your mission is to pursue a divinely orchestrated destiny, you need the Holy Ghost every time over your life. You need him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He said the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow thee. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to, born, to be born will be called the Son of God. Look at what happened. Look at what happened. Look at what happened. Mary, an ordinary lady, now became, look at it, she now became an evangelist of God. Look at the first word of knowledge hit immediately after that encounter. He said, now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son. Verse 36. But if you look at verse 24, the Bible says that Elizabeth has hid herself for five months, so nobody knows. But now, by divine encounter, there's a hidden information that's been revealed to Mary. He said to him, he said to her, rather, he said, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month, exact word. How many of us are looking for direction here? Where there's confusion. How many of us are looking for a way to advance what God has called us into? How many of us are looking for a way to be fulfilled in life according to what God has destined? I don't want to be successful outside the plan of God for my life. No. No. I don't want to be successful outside the plan of God for my life. I told God when I was in service some years ago, I said, I said to God, no matter how pleasurable it might appear, if it's not you, 
may it never come to me. It's a dangerous prayer. Do you want to pray with me? It's a very dangerous prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 37 says, For with God, nothing will be impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. Look at what Mary said. Mary then said, I, I, want, you to, I want you to know the difference. Mary, an ordinary lady, now said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Which word? Number one, the power of God will come upon you. Which word? Number two, for with God, nothing is impossible. He said, let it be to me according to your word. But if you flip back a little bit, if you flip back, verse, um, the same chapter one, verse 12. Okay, verse 10. We just want to conclude. We're concluding now because we're, we've, we've, we've finished our time. Praise the Lord. Verse, verse 10. The Bible says, And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him. This is Zachariah, now, a priest of the Lord. I want you to know the difference. It's about heart matter. A priest of the Lord was inside the tabernacle or temple doing something. The Bible said, then, verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Number one, Zachariah did not notice where the angel was standing. That's a different thing for today. I can't go into that. He didn't notice the particular position the angel took. He would have known that is not a man. He took the right side of the altar of incense, and when Zachariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zachariah, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. Are you saying that for your child? And shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel of the Lord. How shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife is well advanced in age. Did you see unbelief in manifestation? Did you see unbelief? In manifestation. Do you know every unbelief is a disobedience? Every unbelief is a disobedience. Look at a priest of the Lord did not believe the word of God. But a mere woman, a lady, who had no spiritual record whatsoever, believed God. Which one came to pass? Look at what happened. The Bible says, and the angel answered. And I said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. He said, do you know? So you could not decipher who came to talk to you. You could not phantom in the realm of the spirit. And you are a priest. You cannot tell the difference between a man and, a, and an angelic being. He said, you could not tell. And you say you are doing spiritual oblation. You could not tell that this is Gabriel that standing before the presence of the Almighty. So there was no difference. Between other priests that come to you and, and myself. Then, what he now said to him. He said, listen. Because, he said, I need to help you to shut your mouth. Because if I don't close your mouth. You know, the Bible says. Who is it that wants to see good many days and good things in his life? 
He said, let him refrain his tongue from speaking evil. Let him refrain his tongue, the Bible says. First Peter chapter 3, I think verse 10. He said, let him refresh his tongue from speaking girl, the Bible says. If you want to see many days and good things in life. So the angel had to tell him, okay. He said, I was sent to speak to you and bring these glad tidings. But since you want to cancel it with your mouth, behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. God will not shut you down because of unbelief. God will not shut you down because of unbelief. God will not shut you down because of unbelief. Can we rise to our feet? Well, well.